and more. Tuesdays at 1 p.m. Broadcasting from the heart of Conroe, Texas on IRLoneStar.com and Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1. You are listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZWLP Conroe and 106.1 KZCCLP Conroe and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. Just because you know that's what I want to hear And lately friends are warning me What they hesitate to tell me Leaves a threat of fear All right. Good morning, Montgomery County. You're listening to Lone Star Community Radio. IRLoneStar.com. Facebook Live. Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1. Welcome, we are live from the Lone Star Community Radio Studios. We don't have a guest today, so feel free to chime in on Facebook Live and uh, or call in 936-647-3776. Just uh, Skippy and I hanging out in the studio. Dick, will you be my guest today? Uh, yes, will you be my neighbor? Is that I will what, be your neighbor. Is that what? Uh... I will be your neighbor. Okay. Well, uh, yeah, so... I don't think much has changed yesterday. If you missed yesterday's show, we're going to be posting that on Facebook or YouTube. You can actually watch it right now on Facebook with Jay Stittleberg in the studio and also the city of Conroe talking about the emergency preparedness fair coming, uh, I believe it's October 18th or September 18th. So that's going to be fun. And uh, yeah, so um, today's just us. Let's get uh, special announcements out of the way. We got one. That's easy. <laughs> Uh, Main Street Steak and Chili Cook-Off Showdown, October 6th in downtown Conroe, folks. They are looking for cook-off teams for steak and chili, and then there will also be battles for the best beans, dessert, and more. That's happening at the Jury Parking Lot on North Main Street here in downtown Conroe on October 6th. Uh, we need folks, so if you're interested in participating, uh, just contact Ron Sikowski at 713-252-3229. Or visit Conroe Downtown Area Association.com or just let me know I'm part of that organization that puts this kind of stuff on so I can lead you to the right person. Just look me up on Facebook and uh, Morning's Lone Star, okay? Blah, 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 blah. Um, yeah. Also, this weekend we have two shows. I don't want to talk about those shows because they don't want us to talk about them, so I'm not worried about it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. What shows? Well, we have uh, Seven Brides for Seven Brothers going on and this one is selling a ton of tickets which is nice so there are seats left but not many tons like metric tons metric folks. tons yeah t-o-n-n-e-s we're going metric here but that is a big musical i'm just hearing great things about it i'm dying to see it myself that's over at the owen theater and then uh, right behind me here at the Crichton theater we got the savannah sipping society not quite as big scale but very intimate very funny and that is at the Crichton. Go to owentheater.com or crichtontheater.org for your tickets and information. Cool. How many more shows do you have of your talk radio? Oh, it's just over. How many? Sh- you only did like one weekend? No, we we did three weekends of it <laughs> with multiple. You know, <laughs> we even had a Monday show. <laughs> yeah, you, I missed that one. I actually really yeah. wanted to go see that. That flew by, man. I'm not gonna lie. 
That, yeah, that flew by for me. It was nice. Uh, good run, great, great cast, just great, great talent pool. <clears throat> now I'm uh, in rehearsals for Twelve Angry Men, which is a you keep going. I like it. Yeah, that's right. And of course, on is Rick in that? No, no. He's in there. Then there will be none. Or whatever. yes, which used to be Ten Little Indians. Uh, and then something Christie. else. Yeah, then name before that in the 30s they changed it. I wonder but, why. <laughs> Actually, because in England the the why. word was thrown around, it had a it had the same meaning but a different connotation. Sure, and, and sure. If that makes sense, but so when they were when they decided to publish the play in America, they're like, we can't use this word in America, so they changed it from N word to Indians, and then eventually even that that was Indians was deemed to un PC or or. What, however, you want to phrase it, uh, I make no stance on it, and uh, they changed it, to, and then there were none coming up next. Snow White and the seven individuals of, or sorry, uh, Snow Caucasian and the seven individuals of height challengement. Uh, what? Well, we're trying to make, come up with titles that won't offend anybody. Oh. Snow White? Oh. Yeah, female uh, individual of no particular uh, I get, color. I, I get where you're going with <coughs> female, this. Female individual of no particular color and seven yeah. altitudinally challenged I really don't think we have to be that that careful. Living in a platonic we relationship. We just have to see what the fallout is. We got to see how strong our, 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 our bunker is from the fallout if we just make PC, um, PC comments or something like that. There you go. Well, no, it's one thing. Okay, so yesterday, I don't know if you saw this, but uh, on the ticket sub, we were talking about this thing that came out with the Predator because the Predator comes out this weekend. What is it that you can do, do a movie and just add the to the beginning of it, and it's like a, well, I mean, the all I know, Shane Black did it, so I like Shane Black a lot because he created one of my favorite characters. Uh, Who's that? Uh, Martin Riggs and Murtaugh. Riggs and Murtaugh from Legal Oh, Weapon. oh, oh, I see, I see what you're talking about, yes. I thought you mean as a as an actor. It's like, yeah, but no. He directed. He directed, he directed I, I Iron Man 3. He directed. No, I, mean, I didn't know he acted. I, I oh, no, he heard. directed this Predator movie. Well, anyway, did you, hear the, did you see anything about this Olivia Munn thing? Well, uh, Olivia Munn, who last time, last thing I saw her in was uh, the newsroom on HBO. Isn't it a Me Too thing? Well, I don't know, because basically, and if the listener knows more about this, please let us know on Facebook or call in the station. Um, we're, I still couldn't wrap my head about around the details of it because what it seemed like was she they did the movie. And then either somebody came to her or she went on the internet or whatever, found out one of the people in one of the scenes was a registered sex offender. And she, she in a sense, complained about it and informed the studio about it. And so they cut Oh, yes. Cut I, the absolutely, scene. I remember that now because on Facebook, some friends, some actor friends, we're discussing this on both sides of the issue. And I was like, well, because I think I don't really understand is I, I, I read the article that we, because usually on the show, uh, Connor presents four articles that we discuss. Mm -hmm. And in the article, they gave quotes from the Fox people who made the movie saying they didn't, that it can't do background checks on that stuff, which I don't believe for a second. But, uh, but like, like due to, I, I think it might be acting rights or something like that, like do SAG or I don't know what it is. Mm -hmm. Well, anyway, they couldn't know. They didn't know. But I'm thinking to myself, so if you're a registered sex offender, is Olivia Munn basically saying you can't work in Hollywood? Yeah, and that that's where it came down from. The, the individual in, in question 
Well, let me ask you this. Did his time. If I'm a, if I'm registered sex offender, mm-hmm. am I not allowed to be around anybody? It like, depends. Okay, so it depends. So I could be like, oh, I, I urinated in public and I got caught and it was by a school. You know, that you know, kind of like. Yeah, you can't live within. Yeah, typically, as a registered sex offender, you can't live within, you know, blank feet of a school hey, so or So from what I understand what sex offender is, that's underage people only, right? No. There's not. No. Okay. So that won't, that might not even apply to all registered sex offenders. Correct. Okay. So that's one thing I was just trying to understand because she was doing like she was doing the press release of like Ellen DeGeneres saying like her co-stars iced her out mm-hmm. and like let her do. The, I mean, like I guess they didn't really like the way she handled it. Mm-hmm. Mainly, I guess the only reason I could say because she took away from the movie premiere. Like the movie came out this weekend and she was literally on Ellen not talking about the movie. She's talking about what they did so wrong on the movie. That she put herself before the movie, which big shocker Hollywood egos or yeah. egos in general. The issue is the the registered sex offender in question. He's a registered sex offender because he did his time. You, you know what happens uh, in most cases of a sexual offense after being, you know, if you're convicted and do your time after you're released from prison or even as probation or whatever parole, you must register in that neighborhood. Uh, to let you know, and it goes on an open database. You can actually check out the database to see how many registered sex offenders live in your neighborhood. And the, the number is staggering because this is anything from a serial rapist to a child molester to someone who groped the wrong person at the wrong time. I mean, seriously, yeah. it, it, everyone you, everyone gets lumped under sex offender. Which which well, that's one thing. I was just this whole article thing was really weird to me because. I was like, I had eyes to go. Do you think she just wanted to take the publicity ride of the Me Too movement, but she doesn't have her own Me Too movement? That could be. Scenario, I'll, I'll give so. her the benefit of the doubt that here's the thing. Let's put it into a different context. Uh, the, what some people had a problem with is that the man did his time and he's following the law. So instead of having it someone on a movie set, Let's say some guy's trying to get a job. He's a registered sex offender. He's legally hired to work at your office, you know, where he, you know, there's full disclosure to HR. Yes, I'm a registered sex offender. This is why, uh, you know, but I can do the job. He's hired. And then one coworker just, everybody, sex offender in cubicle four, sex offender in cubicle four. Uh, and it becomes the thing when it's not, it, I can guarantee someone, uh, this person who was hired, it's a public record that they're a sex offender. It's not like it was a shock. Well, that's what they, that's what I didn't really get why Fox was like, oh, we couldn't do a background check. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure, like, if you do any type of normal background check, if you have the Social Security, you get kind of, like, the gist of everything. Just go to the, the sex offender database. Well, I know, but the, you think some guy—well, I guess they had the money to do that at Fox. But, well, the thing was interesting was the whole thing started because he was Shane Black's good friend. Mm-hmm. So— I think that was kind of like the start of it, I, I imagine. Yeah, it's guilt by association. Um, I, I, again, you'd be amazed at who might be a registered sex offender living near you or working with you or that knows you or you know. Because, they, you know, t- typically no person who's done their time goes around saying, hi, I'm a convicted felon because I, you know, stole 10, you know, whatever. Or, hi, I'm a shoplifter. It doesn't happen. So even if they didn't know about this guy, he's not legally bound to tell them what he was if he's following the law. No laws were broken, so she took it upon herself. And that's where the breakdown is because this guy 
basically she she was saying you can no longer work it's like why not i have a right to work as long as i, I do it legally and that's what rehabilitation is supposed to be so there's no easy answers on this because would you want i just didn't really i just i wanted someone to explain to me what was the what was the real issue because i could i could totally get it if he broke his protocol or whatever like say they had a scene with a young a young person and that was against his protocol and he just didn't say anything because he's like oh i just really want to act or whatever or mm -hmm. he really it, but like that didn't happen no like, the the issue is and again i'll, I'll put it in in non-hollywood terms but real terms a sex offender moves in the neighborhood there's always one Concerned you get, parents. You get demonized. Yeah, but there's usually one concerned parent who leads the charge. We got to get this person out. Well, the person's like, I have a right to live here. No, not in my neighborhood. Someone in anyone else's neighborhood. I don't think Olivia Munn would have cared if this guy was in another movie that she wasn't in. It wouldn't have become an issue. She's not yeah. scoping people out. So there's a sense among well, as some an actor, that she overstepped. As an actor, how do you see, like, say someone did Ooh. this in your cast. Because that was kind of like where the controversy came is like a lot of the people, apparently they she felt isolated after she spoke out about this and well i would say people had a right to freeze her out on that um it would depend on the individual and their punishment and their 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 where they are afterwards if i was directing a show and it came to light that one of my cast members was that i would i would ask about it but i would come down like the wrath of god if a, a cast member took it upon themselves to make it public because he's and, like being in control well no it's not an actor it sounds like it's not an like actor's control. job to do an actor goes to the director now of course if he's friends with this guy it doesn't matter then you quit the show if you want yeah, yeah. it's it's so my sense is she overstepped but i don't know the whole story but That's i know what, what i would do. Like, i felt like i was missing something from the whole scenario well it, it's right now we are on the me too it's a big thing. And I'm not saying she did it to be mean or vindictive or to get on the evening news. Well, she, 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 she sounds could've... like that mom you described in the neighborhood. But that mom is fiercely protective of the children. I get it. Think of the children. Think of the children. Think of the children. All right. We got to take a break. Okay. You'll see Morning's Lone Star. I hope you guys are enjoying your Friday morning. It is the 14th. Uh, when we come back, we'll do a little bit of weather and traffic and what's coming our way. And then uh, today's show is brought to you by Conroe Coffee. Clean sweep office cleaning and Jay Silberg, 444 County Judge. We'll be right back. Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. Between the Crichton Theater and the Owen Theater, Conroe Coffee serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner along with tasty treats and Italy's favorite coffee. Have your favorite coffee or just have a midday snack be personally delivered to you at any location in downtown Conroe. All you have to do is call 936-CONROE-C or 936-266-7632. We'd like to thank our sponsor at Conroe Coffee for supporting Mornings with Lone Star and Lone Star Community Radio. Don't forget to check them out online at conroecoffee.com. My name is Jay Silberg. I'm an Iraq War veteran, Naval Academy graduate, certified project management professional, and I'm running for county judge in Montgomery County. We should have a budget and a strategic plan that reflect the priorities in our county. Public safety, flood mitigation, mobility and infrastructure. I will build trust in our county government 
through transparency and accountability representing every resident in Montgomery County. I'm Jay Spittleberg, and I'm ready to work for you. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning has been Montgomery County's business cleaning service since 2002, offering professional office cleaning in areas such as restroom, stairwells, elevator, floor care, pretty much every angle of your office. One-time cleaning is available, but you will want these guys back. Offering daily, weekly, monthly scheduled cleanings, Clean Sweep Office Cleaning works around your business needs. Schedule a cleaning today online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or call 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. All the stories I've been told indicate that you're already reaching for the door. situation are you in or out of love i've heard those words before i've had to face up to the truth staying and pretending i would have hurt him more Sometimes all right take a little longer break there but we're back we're back morning's lone star ir lone star.com lone star community radio Having a good time. It's uh, been a little rainy, and I think North Carolina is having issues, or the Carolinas in general. Yeah, fortunately, Florence was downgraded to Category 1, which is still formidable, but beats the pants off at Category 5 or 4. Well, what's amazing, I found this uh, live feed off a oil tanker, more of a research facility, but it looked like an oil tanker. And it was a live feed of the hurricane going through, and I think it was several miles, several miles from the coast. So it looked really cool to see, and they had this American flag. And it just got torn off. Yeah. Like, it was really cool to see it like starts feathering, and then mm-hmm. it like, got worse and worse. But then I guess that's kind of a bad promo for whoever made that flag. <laughs> you know, our flags uh, can withstand a Category Five hurricane and a nuclear. Well, attack. that's what you need to say. That's right. So a lot of people uh, trapped uh, right off the bat on their roofs, power down. You know, th- this is the, the surge is ter- uh, terrible. One person I have an issue with. Uh-oh. Is Uh-oh. Jeremy Tominak, and he is a uh, correspondent for Fox News. And Uh-oh. He did this thing about, I'm going to write it out. So he's turning into an article about how, first off, he was complaining that he went to the store uh, in the weeks beforehand, and, and people are, like, doing a run on their bread. And he's like, I just need some hot dog buns for tonight, and talked about how this woman gave him one of her packages of hot dog buns. But he couldn't understand why people just stocked up so hard then the very next paragraph he's talking about how he stocked up for his really hard. hanging out really hard on like you know so many pallets of water like uh, like puerto rico level pallets of water and and non-perishables and he said yeah they're telling me to get out but i'm gonna hang in here and write it out because you know i don't want to come home to, to a flooded house he's doing it for the the self-aggrandizing the glory yeah, for the, for clicks. the clicks. And you know what, Jeremy, I, I don't wish ill on anyone, but I really hope that you don't end up having to be rescued by a first responder who could have gone somewhere else. Because when they say evacuate, that means evacuate. And for him to make it, I haven't got any follow-ups on it. I hope his house is okay. He got his wife and kids out. He understands that there's danger. Yeah, like I don't really get, let's get MREs, dude. 
Because yeah. they come with like the water purifying pill. No, I mean, like, like, yeah, the yeah, MREs were awesome. So, no, I meant like for prevention yeah. disaster, not like afterwards. I meant like that comes with everything you like. So they make them specifically for those things. Mm-hmm. They come with matches. They come with all that stuff. But most people don't think about it until the it's it's you know the hurricane or the storm is knocking on their door. It's like oh now we're gonna go hit and and wipe out the. Yeah, I never forget my uh, cousin gave me. He came back from Iraq, and he he gave me like a box of them. Like a whole deal, and I ate. I was eating them because they're all different. And I was like, "Oh, these are cool!" Like you know. And then my mom made a joke. She's like, "Are you sure you want to keep eating those?" I was like, "Why?" It's like because there's like four thousand calories in each one, because those aren't the civilian ones. Those are the army ones. Yeah, the ones that like they actually like they going. keep you going. And I was like, "Oh, oh, didn't know that," but I thought that was pretty entertaining. But yeah, there you go. We talked about that. Puerto Rico thing yesterday. Yeah, the water, 20,000 so pallets thinking, of water. I'm thinking like the, the media sways with the current of what keywords are. So it's like, oh, hey, we have this disaster in North Carolina. How can we talk about FEMA? Because if you notice, there hasn't been a lot of things about FEMA, about Houston. Because mm-hmm. there could, there should have been one story like, oh, FEMA mishandled no, FEMA handles Houston as best well. As that's they what could. I'm saying. Like, I, I, it's just kind of funny to me. Well, the reason why the media is largely silent on the pallets of water and stuff found in Puerto Rico is they don't know who dropped the ball, and until they do, they can't blame. They don't know. Who well, to blame. what I read was it was because the shipping people were going to charge money to store the water on the containers, mm-hmm. and so they just dropped it off. Yeah. There you go. You drop off water to, to be distributed. At that point, it wasn't distributed, and they don't know. Who it was that did that? So that, you know they'd love to say, "Yeah, Trump's America" or FEMA's problem. You, you know, whoever you want to blame, they can't until they know who it is. Is it the Puerto Rican uh, governor? Is it the mayor uh, who is now under indictment or, or under investigation for corruption charges? Who knows? But twenty thousand pallets of water, and that's why. Uh, well, I know Trump did this beforehand, but you know when the Death estimates were revised from 60-something to 3,000, and the president challenged it. Like, give me, you know, come up with those numbers. Where do those numbers come from? Yeah. Well, I think it's also one of those deals where you can never really know because of just the chaos of the scenario. Like, you can't, like, especially if you do a consensus was that was that a right? census a census thank mm-hmm. you like you do a census and then like when's the last time puerto rico did that so well, it's it, a territory i would presume every uh, censuses t- are every 10 years so like how do you really know how many people are living in the area especially with it being such a small area yeah well that's the thing you know you can do trends and but and then you can also do the morgue like let's call the morgue well that's what i'm saying it's it's for them to say 67 people and then all of a sudden we found 2936 bodies Maybe that was a, a mass genocide that happened. Well, that's what I'm saying. If it was, we're revising our estimates from 67 to 167 or even what was 300. Why did that even become an issue? Because Trump said, prove it. He said, I don't I don't believe 3,000 people died. Oh, is it because they were challenging him because he said only 67 people no, died? No, the official count was 67. And, and then all of a sudden they revised it. And who's who's this person revising it and saying 3,000? I'm just curious. Like, it's, it's, I need to find out the actual Because to me, agency. Trump kind of just goes crazy sometimes. So I was just wondering if like one of his people he hates from CNN said it. And so he's like, CNN. Oh, no, it was the official uh, death toll. So probably the 
uh, local office of emergency management. They're the ones that released the numbers. Okay, so the local office said, hey, no, it was really 3,000 people. Yeah, so to have a, a, a body count increase of so why would, you, why would Trump want to challenge that? Be, uh, Besides it being illogical in a sense of it went from 67 to 3,000 or whatever. Because this is the same time where they're saying that Trump is responsible for Hurricane Flor uh, Florence because of global warming. I, I swear, this is— I don't a, believe that. No, this, this went on on CNN. Man. That it's his fault there's Hurricane Florence because he's not— I can't he, wait, I can't wait not, this is all over. He's not gi giving in a global warming. So yeah, I would challenge it too. Again, if it was sixty-seven to three hundred sixty-seven, yeah, okay, I can I can deal with that. There, you know, it's like the nuclear blast kills this many people, but then the nuclear fallout and nuclear winter kills that many more. So there is life attrition much after the fact. But to jump up, I don't even know what the percentage increase on that is. Someone help me out here. But from sixty something to three thousand, um, where did the, where were those over the year? In between, where were those two thousand nine hundred something bodies, and where? And they they can't say, well, we just had to wait for official cause of death. No, if somebody drowned, they drowned. Yeah, if someone was killed by a tree. They killed. If somebody died of heat stroke because they had no power six months after the hurricane, that doesn't count as a death count from a hurricane. Well, again, it's like it's such a strange thing to argue about. Well, no, like it, I mean, like I'm just talking like the, they're nitpicking something that. 2,000 bodies is not nitpicking. Well, I mean, I, I meant more of not us nitpicking. I meant them going like, wait a second, well, let's have a dispute about this. Because at the end of the day, say they say 3,000, what does that change? Does that mean like we don't give, we give more money? Or does that mean like we could put more blame on somebody? Well, or? It, it's a blame thing. It, it's because Trump had previously said before the revised numbers came out that the response to Puerto Rico was successful. And of course, well, no, it wasn't because now 3,000 people. We said 67 people died, but really 3,000. Now, I think the president was wrong in promoting that it was successful. You remember John Patterson, my friend who formed yeah. that nonprofit? You know, he went out there. He saw what it was. And, I mean, God bless this man for, for what he did. He, this was out of his own pocket, thousands upon thousands of dollars, getting food and supplies and everything over there. And he knows. So, so they're talking about, well, yeah, they wanted to charge on the shipping. Of course they do. You have you can't give away these services. And so he had to negotiate stuff. But once it got out there on the loading dock, he made sure it got distributed. The, 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 the million pounds of food and supplies that he put together. And so it, it, I'm walking there and, and seeing that it took months to get power back. The infrastructure in Puerto Rico sucks. And if nothing else, when I... Hopefully, this revised number will help to shed more light and get more resources to Puerto Rico and our territories that are, are kind of Cuba level in in resources. Huh. I don't. I mean, I, I just it's one of those world that they, people are living in a world that I just don't get. No, I, I'm and not saying that, not friend. saying that you're like the friend world of helping people. It's more of just. It, like, because it's it was funny to sit here with Jay yesterday and to see how people can easily turn a situation to a political situation, and the word politics has become such a nasty word to even like it, like introduce into a conversation because it really yep. does really doesn't accomplish anything. So, and, and I think that's right. And I think what would help a lot of politicians out there is to let people see between see behind the letter of the party they run under, D or R or I or. 
T or G or whatever. It's you got to find out. No one person is completely identified by the party they follow. Yeah, it's like no one well, Catholic on the universe is, is following every bit of Catholic dogma. Even the Pope is, is gone well, off. Let's, let's take a break, okay. and we'll come back and talk about you know. Do you think that we as a culture in the United States is evolving with the times? And then also the old school way of our system of being a D and an R, what really will, will help change? Because I feel like those kind of changes are naturally coming, not mm-hmm. not because big someone question. some some big thinker in the D is like, hey, let's re let's rebrand, let's be let's call ourselves a F, or you well, know. that's what the T party tried to do and it didn't didn't work. Well, locally it kind of did, but we'll be right back. Yeah. Morning's Lone Star. Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. Between the Crichton Theater and the Owen Theater, Conroe Coffee serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner, along with tasty treats and Italy's favorite coffee. Have your favorite coffee or just have a midday snack be personally delivered to you at any location in downtown Conroe. All you have to do is call 936 Conroe C or 936-266-7632. We'd like to thank our sponsor at Conroe Coffee for supporting Mornings with Lone Star and Lone Star Community Radio. Don't forget to check them out online at ConroeCoffee.com. My name is Jay Spittleberg. I'm an Iraq War veteran, Naval Academy graduate, certified project management professional, and I'm running for county judge in Montgomery County. We should have a budget and a strategic plan that reflect the priorities in our county. Public safety, flood mitigation, mobility and infrastructure. I will build trust in our county government through transparency and accountability, representing every resident in Montgomery County. I'm Jay Spittleberg, and I'm ready to work for you. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning has been Montgomery County's business cleaning service since 2002 offering professional office cleaning in areas such as restroom, stairwells, elevator, floor care, pretty much every angle of your office. One-time cleaning is available, but you will want these guys back. Offering daily, weekly, monthly scheduled cleanings, Clean Sweep Office Cleaning works around your business needs. Schedule a cleaning today online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or call 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Welcome back. Morning's Lone Star. IR Lone Star. Brought to you by Clean Soup Office Cleaning. Conroe Coffee. There you go. And Jay Stittleberg for County Judge. I really did enjoy that interview with Jay yesterday. Good interview. Great conversations on and off the air. Because we were talking earlier, and I'll actually kind of bring it back. We're talking earlier about Olivia Munn and, like, her motivations. And it's easy to say, ah, she's just trying to get her second limelight. first off, we're trying to put our mindset into a woman's mindset. So we got to back off. There's that. But 
you I know, immediately start thinking what shoes I want to wear. She did something that I, I personally am opposed to her doing it, but I can also kind of look and think about her reasoning where she's not necessarily well a I, bad guy. Well, that I'm telling you, like when you read everything and you have the blocks of the situation, I feel like I'm missing blocks. Mm-hmm. Like something I missed because either like something happened on set that got her like, oh, this is really weird, and but then because it's. The way I saw it, logically, is somebody literally came to her and goes, "Guess what? I got something. Yeah. To, I got something to whisper in your ear." It would have been and a costumer. This is gonna cause. This is gonna. This is gonna. Stir it would have been up, a low-level production up. assistant, makeup artist, something like that, who stir found it up. out someone, someone, and then went to her and took. <laughs> okay. And she went and ran with it. Yesterday, uh, Holly gets off work. Okay. And I go, "What do you want me to do for you today?" And she's like, "Well, I really want." Oh my want god, it. you were whipped. Well, no, I always ask her that every day, just so, just so you I. You don't can, ask me that. Well, she, you're, she's my partner, okay? She's my partner in I'm crime. I'm your partner. She's, she's your my partner in crime, and so I got to make sure I can get out. I can make sure I don't have to do anything so I can go do other things. That's really the oh, okay. it's the that, psychological that, that, warfare better. with the fiancé. And uh, well, anyway, she goes, I really want to see Wish Upon a Star tonight. And then I was like, what on earth are you talking about? And she's like, oh, it's this Disney movie I watched with my sister, and my, my sister and I were talking about it, and I really just want to see it. I saw it a long time ago. And it has Captain Heigl in it. And, oh, I, and she's like, I think I actually had to look it up because they're playing high schoolers. And she was not eight, uh, 18 at the time in the movie. Well, what's really funny is as we're watching this movie, it was released in like 1999. There's a scene where basically it's one of those uh, Freaky Friday situations where the two sisters are complete opposite. Like, you know, Captain Heigl's character is Miss, mm-hmm. I put lipstick on and look nice, and the sister's Miss Grunge, and they swap. And, uh, well, anyway. The opening scene, they always try to establish like, oh, these things are going to be challenged later in the in the deal. What was great was she gets catcalled by these construction workers working on the house next door. And this is in the first like seven minutes of the movie. Mm-hmm. And I go and I look at Holly and I didn't really – I wasn't really like, what is this movie? I've never seen it. I go, are they in high school? And she's like, yeah, yeah I think she's uh, – well, she can clearly drive and the other sister can't. And that comes to play later because they switch. So the younger sister has to drive. And I go, wait a second, what TV station was this on? Because they were catcalling. They're like, oh, oh, like that kind of like one guy almost fell off the scaffolding, you know, that you know that I'm talking about, that kind of scene. Well, it's on the Disney Channel. And I was like, there's no way this is on the Disney Channel with wait. this. Because they even had a conversation about losing their virginity and like, oh, you haven't really, like, because the, when they swap bodies, they had the argument because she started kissing the boyfriend. Like, Don't kiss my boyfriend, you know, that kind of stuff. And I'm like, is this really a Disney movie? Like, this is way too advanced. Well, it's like ABC Family, and of course, it's owned by Disney. Had some really hardcore. Well, it got me thinking. You know, there's you. You would say when TV first came out, like television, or, or I guess general education, is like to give you what I'm trying to say. Is like remember the uh, the show, and you've seen it before. It is Twenty One Jump Street, yeah. like the actual TV show. I loved that show. So if anyone's never seen it, and who has seen it, will understand that it's like a after school special each episode it's kind of written that way but not some of them are very in your face some of them are very there was subtle. the aids episode there was the drug episode there like was the prostitution the ring episode shock jock radio but, special but it was more geared towards younger people like 18 or younger mm-hmm. and it was a delivery system of like hey this is a real life scenario this is how some, some things play the prostitution ring i don't know about the real life scenario there but uh but that gave you an idea. I went idea. to all boys school, so I wouldn't know. Well, it got me thinking. I was watching this movie, and we looked. I looked it up. D- Disney produced like thirty films that year, 
for the Disney Channel. And then I asked Holly, I go, what do you think today's Disney Channel's, like, PSA is? Like, after school special. Like, what, what, because, like, when I was growing up, I kind of remember, like, Family Matters having some real, real, like, tonight on a very special episode of Blossom. Yeah. Like, I remember those specific episodes are very heavy, like, suicide, drug. I remember, I remember, uh, Say by the Bell. When uh, Jesse got addicted to caffeine pills. Thanks to Zach. Thanks to Zach. Have you seen Zach Morris' yeah, crash? Yeah, that's a great little miniseries on YouTube. But no. Oh, yeah, uh, Family Ties. Uh, Alex starts taking up her so he can <clears throat> pass his exam and he sleeps through it. Shocker there. But no, I was I, I wonder, and I, I asked Holly, I was like, this is what we're going to do next week. I'm going to try to find as much current stuff there is and see what they're trying to, like, uh, what, like for example, Hannah Montana. I know that was a popular show. I missed that show. Like, as in, like, I'd never seen it. I wonder what happened because clearly um, Hannah Montana, the actress, didn't pay attention to the script. Or they had, like, after-school specials because she kind of lost her mind. <laughs> and, uh, you know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. And that's why I kind of laughed is, like, he, you know, the reputation of Katherine Heigl has always been, you know, she's uh, difficult to work difficult with. to work with. But in the whole movie, that's the whole thing they learn because they hate each other in the movie. And then they learn to love each other. And I was like, I guess Catherine Heigl didn't really pay attention to the, the meaning of misunderstanding people. And well, the, I'm going to segue off of that. Have you ever seen the movie uh, What Dreams May Come? Yeah, Robin Williams movie. Yeah. And remember the the big thing is about his wife in the movie committed suicide. Yeah, he dies and finds out there's an afterlife and he's happy. And then his wife, he finds his wife commits suicide and she's gone to the other place. Well, didn't he know his wife committed suicide? I haven't seen that movie in a long time. No, well his. Uh, someone who's an, I don't want to give away. It's, if you haven't seen it, it's a beautiful oh, movie. Great. Now you got to tell me off the air. But uh, someone tells him, listen, you're going to have to deal with this. She's dead. Wife's dead. He's like, yeah, when do I get to see her? Well, you can't. She she went to the other place, the place where suicides go. Oh, so to. he died before the wife died. Yeah. Okay. She commits suicide because I'll try the, to find their the kids timeline. die in a car accident. And then years later, he dies in a car accident. So she can't handle it anymore. Well, you think he wouldn't drive that much? Well, no, he he no, does. He, he gets hit by a car. Oh man! So, um, so she commits suicide, and the thing is that it's not hell per se, but it's when you commit suicide, it's so self-involved that you go to a place that you can't get out of your own mind. And he decides to go and rescue her, and ends up almost losing his mind himself when he goes to hell to rescue her. And so all this stuff about suicide. Yet Robin Williams committed suicide now well the more we find out about why he did you know it's re really tragic and it's easy to say oh suicide is never the answer but damn with what he was facing you, you know wow but the irony in that uh ed flanders an actor that everybody knows uh the same thing with him he he plays a uh uh an old man alone in a movie called uh, uh bye bye love and takes in a like a young kid, young kid as a protege, kind of as a roommate, and his wife dies in real life, and so you know he commits suicide later on. It's it's when I guess when you were saying lessons not learned, but Catherine Heigl not taking the lesson like don't be a well, poopy head. Or yeah, well, I was just it was a, I was just playing a joke, dude. Just no, it's just true. It's true. But, uh, no, I was. It was interesting. It's the other lady who was in the show who played the younger sister. She was in, I think, every single Halloween. She played like the daughter in the original Halloween, the young young daughter. Okay. Yeah. Have to look at. Speaking of which, have you seen the new Halloween coming out? 
Uh, yes, I saw the guy who the guy who wrote it and directed it. It's kind of funny. Yeah, he's a comedian, yeah. right? And everyone knows him from like Eastbound and Down and stuff like that. I forget his name. Yeah, I, I, it surprised me, but that Jamie Lee Curtis signed off on it. The because even John Carpenter didn't like the Rob Zombie remake. He's like, hey, listen, Michael Myers is not a, a heroic, pathetic figure to be pitied. He he's evil personified. And so they are much like the Superman reboot, where they just pretended anything after two didn't happen. Uh, same thing with this. It's Halloween one and two are the only two canon, and that. Myers is still alive. And so they've actually turned Jamie Lee Curtis into a Linda Hamilton from Terminator 2, where she's, you know, jacking up the house and, and stuff, getting ready for the eventual return of the Terminator. I mean her brother, Michael Myers. And even then, they're they're putting into question if he's actually her brother. Because they're kind of yeah, what, retconning what, the whole thing. What was the backstory to that? Remind me. So she... In the original release of Halloween, which I saw, it was, he just comes back to town, targets her... And, you know, kills... Just a random dude. Yeah. Then for Halloween 2, because they were all contractually bound to make it, no one wanted to make it, not even Carpenter, but it's like the studio said, if, if Halloween makes this much money, you got to do a sequel. So to kind of flesh it out more, why he's going after Laurie Strode, um, Jamie Lee Curtis, is they added the whole, he's her, he's her brother. And... Well, now, like, so it's a real person. It's not like a, because I, I get confused with Friday the Thirteenth and that movie just because I don't, I haven't seen those movies. Freddie so was the custodian at the school who was a child molester, and the parents got together and locked him in the school and burned it down. And so that's Friday the Thirteenth. No, oh, oh, sorry, that, that's Nightmare on Elm Street. Friday the Thirteenth. Jason Voorhees uh, almost drowned as a kid. His mother at thought the camp, he, at right? the camp. Uh -huh. Okay, so Mike Myers is just a normal dude who's crazy. Yeah, or as John Carver says, just evil personified. He's an he's a force of nature. He he's like the anti-life. Okay. okay. Uh, so the whole brother sister thing was done for Halloween two, and they took it and ran with it for Halloween Resurrection, Halloween H two O, all these ones, and then finally with this final sequel, probably like even that's put into question. They're okay. just totally retconning the whole thing. So what's this one going to be about? Just it, it's about him. Getting out, you know, what, 30 years after the... In fact, they got the original guy to play him as much as he could. They also got a stunt double, but the, I can't remember the guy's name, but he played the shape in the first movie, and they, they brought him back out of retirement to do it. So he just goes after her 30 years later, and she's ready for him, a lot like Linda Hamilton in Terminator 2, knowing the day's going to come one day. Man, fantastic. I'm surprised they didn't call it The Halloween. I know you like this movie. Is that the V in front of it? The Wolverine. The Predator. The Halloween. The right. Friday. Let's we'll take a break. Okay. Morning's Lone Star. Brought to you by Connor Coffee. Clean sweep office cleaning. And Jay Stilberg for County Judge. Lately friends are warning me what they hesitate. Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. Between the Crichton Theater and the Owen Theater, Conroe Coffee serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner, along with tasty treats and Italy's favorite coffee. Have your favorite coffee or just have a midday snack be personally delivered to you at any location in downtown Conroe. All you have to do is call 936-CONROE-C or 936 266 
1-800-242-7632. We'd like to thank our sponsor at Conroe Coffee for supporting Mornings with Lone Star and Lone Star Community Radio. Don't forget to check them out online at conroecoffee.com. My name is Jay Spittleberg. I'm an Iraq War veteran, Naval Academy graduate, certified project management professional, and I'm running for county judge in Montgomery County. We should have a budget and a strategic plan that reflect the priorities in our county. Public safety, flood mitigation, mobility and infrastructure. I will build trust in our county government through transparency and accountability, representing every resident in Montgomery County. I'm Jay Spittleberg, and I'm ready to work for you. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning has been Montgomery County's business cleaning service since 2002 offering professional office cleaning in areas such as restroom, stairwells, elevator, floor care, pretty much every angle of your office. One-time cleaning is available, but you will want these guys back. Offering daily, weekly, monthly scheduled cleanings, Clean Sweep Office Cleaning works around your business needs. Schedule a cleaning today online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or call 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Come back around you, come back around you Welcome back, Mornings with Lone Star, 952. Hanging out in the Lone Star Community Radio Studios, broadcasting live on Facebook, talking trash, doing whatever we want. Join in the conversation on Facebook Live, uh, 936-647-3776. All right, hit me with some headlines. That was my headline. Awful. Thing. You like that? Oh. Um, you start was reading comments there. Okay, so we got some interesting things to happen. This, uh, I pick and choose my conspiracy theories very carefully. Oh yes. However, there's a solar observatory. I just let it happen in New Mexico, <laughs> the Sunspot Solar Observatory, and I was actually driving late the other night and was listening to Ground Zero, and and they were talking about this, so, so I did some research. In this little observatory last week, uh, the FBI shut it down. Like Black, heli- Black Hawk helicopters, you know, it's almost like you know black SUVs and Black Hawk helicopters and men with sunglasses and ear earpieces come out. Shut it down. Don't say anything. People, you know, local media starts to question it. Then it's like, well, there's a mercury leak somewhere, and then people point out that doesn't even make sense. How can there be? And then the, finally, the local FBI basically said, we don't got to tell you anything. Something happened, and we're waiting for it to get resolved and, you know, suck it, NFL, or suck it, Super Bowl. I mean, so I, I, conspiracy theories are abounding on this. Is, is You know, did it pick up something? Is it going to be the meteor? Were there solar flares? Is there a big alien? Is Dark Horizon coming back? Maybe they've they found out the Earth is flat. Did you see that kid talk about proof that uh, the earth was flat because of flooding? If it was round, the water would just fall. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I did, although I did love that the official Facebook or, or Twitter account of the Flat Earth Society says, and I quote, we have so many members all over the globe. Are they trying to, that's kind of funny. <laughs> I mean, just the, Are they trying to take over? No, yeah. No one, well, I don't want to say no one. It's not a serious thing. I mean, yeah, Flatter Society, there are those who want to become card-carrying members just for poops and grins. But if someone wants to believe it, it hurts nobody. No one in the world is hurt or killed or, or, or put in danger 
if someone else thinks that the earth is flat, let them. It's like taking Santa Claus away from kids or me. Or Santa Claus is real, man. They keep telling me he's not. Oh. Don't don't take Santa Claus away. I mean, I'm not too worried about. It. I'm not gonna do that to you. Yeah, no, it's it's a it's a media thing. It's a news thing where hey, look, we found people actually believe the Earth's flat, and of course they're derided, and and and, and I'll get in on the flat Earth well, or along with the next guy. Realistically, an observatory. What could they see? What could they do that requires the FBI to go check it out? Do you think? Did you see Armand, uh, uh, Deep Impact? Yeah. There you go. So they be see an, an asteroid, and then they're like, "Hey, don't tell anybody." Could be that. Could be solar flare. Did you see everything? Is is that the name of it? No, no, no. Um, uh, knowing, knowing. Oh yeah. Is that the is that the one with Nick Cage where the the the, the That's girl a neat movie. you know where they they find out all these numbers of the aliens that said you know they're just gonna get blown up yeah, on this day and they're and, trying to talk to just specific people to come. Get yeah, out. yeah. So and, I mean I don't, the only the only thing I can I mean realistically we're not talking about alien invasions here. Uh, realistically, the only thing I can think of is they saw something that they weren't supposed to see, and then they shut it down. And you know what? It could have been a spy satellite. It could have been a military shuttle. They probably they probably saw Elon. Could have been, yeah, it could have been the the car doing its thing. I gotta tune into that uh, uh, YouTube channel. See if the car's still doing Let's its see. thing. Well, I'll look it up. Look it up. So anyhow. What could it be? And uh, no, listener, Bert, it's not the planet Mercury is taking a leak. No, the, the, I don't think that's what they meant when they said there was a Mercury leak. Uh, although I don't know because it makes as much sense. Okay. Anyhow, oh, I think I got it. I, it would be interesting to find out why they did it. What what was seen? Um, what else? Is, TV news. Got some TV news here uh, of a couple of items. Modern Family. You know the 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 sitcom or the the, the half hour comedy. This upcoming season, there's going to be a major death on it's, the show. It's like they lost it in February. Oh, the signal? Yeah. That's what I'm looking. I'm looking it up. All I see is articles from February saying, where is it? And then they, yeah, it's gone. Aw. The, the, someone somewhere's going to find it. It's, gonna... it's 2.8 million miles away from Earth. One day it's going to turn around and come careening back through our atmosphere, and it's going to reenact the opening credits from the heavy metal movie. No, it's going to be a remake of uh, Space uh, Space 2001, Aussie. Instead oh, it's going to have a black of, monolith? Instead, yeah, it's a it's red a, Tesla? Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I can see that happening. But yeah, Modern Family, they're going to kill off. I, I'm presuming it's going to be the dad. But then again, they may, you know, we're all expecting it. And they're going to kill off someone young. I mean, I don't, and there will uh, be that kind of stuff. Like, I don't know. I never... F- I never really get attached to that kind of stuff. Like, oh man, I'm, I just I don't, I don't know if I'm going to be able to watch the show. I mean, I get that the writers probably need to do it because they're bored. But or the actresses, listen, I've I've I've, I've done my bed. Let, let me out. Let's make it worthwhile. It's like on Walking Dead because you know Andrew Lincoln is leaving. Okay, so the That's main Rick. character Rick, and so now they're actually promoting it. The final episodes of Rick Grimes coming up. So you know they're not hiding. It's not going to be a shock. Well, it's like. But on Walking Dead, the people, the actors, will sometimes ask the the showrunners, "Hey, if I'm going to get killed off, can you give me a good death?" Yeah, and I understand that. And I'm all about that too. And and because some of the deaths are really heart wrenching, and some are just like, "Oh, okay, he's gone." What's I'm saying? Like, I I I don't really know. I haven't really been there for like the Dallas, who killed whoever, and like the mystery. I never really followed. Well, who shot Jr.? Yeah, like I mean, man, like, that was I, huge. In well, that's what I'm saying. I, I mean, like that kind of 
that that kind of publicity about like I really like I am honestly surprised that Walking Dead's been on for so long. A lot of people are. I think and, it, I think it's getting a resurgence. It's like West Wing lasted for seven years, but uh, seasons four through six were pretty bad. And so in seven, they're like, okay, this is gonna be your final season. And the writers are like, great, let's just we got nothing to lose. Yeah. And that's when some of the best writing in the universe happened. Yeah, is that the Alan Arkin or Alan uh, Alan Alda uh, yeah, season, season with Jimmy Smith? Yeah, uh-huh. that was a good season. Yeah. Um, when you turn writers loose to say we got nothing left to lose. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think it's also it's it's interesting, especially like a like if you watch Netflix and they produce shows for streaming and they're project based. That's why I saw, I see those shows as mm-hmm. instead of like for Fox where they're like, Oh, we'll see what happens after five episodes and we'll renew it. Uh, I think they're more project based and And that's how it is in England a lot. Most epi- most seasons it's called a series instead of a season is uh you know, series one, series two are six episodes long. Yeah. If they're popular it's thirteen. But then you do all six. Yeah. No matter what, if, even if no one's watching, the BBC or ITV is committed to it. Well, yeah, that that was interesting because I know like uh, Netflix released their new Marvel series, season two of Iron Fist, mm-hmm. and you can tell like they had their writing, their writing team, because there's like I think I want to say four series they've done in the same universe, and then they at the end of each season they made like a one season of everybody together. Mm-hmm. And like they're, they're whoever writes that stuff, man, that's got to be. Uh, they probably have one of those conspiracy whiteboards with all the, like the string attached oh, and all yeah. that kind of stuff. Because trying to pull everyone together and figure all that out, especially the long run. Because the, the the ongoing joke is with how popular those series are. There's no connection to the actual movies, right? And, but like those characters don't feature in the movies. So mm-hmm. it's like people are like, when are y'all gonna finally just commit and like let these actors be in the movies? Because like Daredevil did really well as a comic book. Like people who like comic well, no, books. No, he's a he's a. Well, like they had the Flash on CW, but then they have another Flash for the movies. Well, that's what. The, well, the argument because that's because Marvel is in charge of everything. Mm-hmm. So I think that they're, they're gonna try to probably do maybe one character, whoever like screens the best, whoever they they need a diverse cast. So it's like let's bring Luke Cage on or let's bring Jessica Jones on because whatever. But a lot of people, that's what they're arguing. They're like, when are you finally just going to commit that's all in the same realm? The, I agree with you about how it's presented. Now, in the old days, you would have, you know, the the, the summer hiatus. And so I, Dallas was the master of the the cliffhanger. You know, with the Who Shot JR, yeah. that was the best one. Is that ever. every season? No, it was. It became a, afterwards because then it was Bobby in the shower. You know, Bobby's dead. And then the end of that season, Pam wakes up, goes into the shower, and Bobby's there. And so all summer long, you're talking about it. So when it comes back. Yeah, but TV's not like that anymore, is it? Not anymore. I think the last good time that that happened, uh, there was like in Dynasty, the the Moldavian wedding ma- massacre. But it was in well, the I guess, second I guess, I guess season. Game of Thrones is kind of like that. True, but. Well, it's not necessarily like. It's every episode, though, that that goes down. Uh, the second season of Star Trek Next Generation. The first season ended just with a typical episode. Yeah. Second season was the whole Borg taken over, Picard gets kidnapped, and then they've, I'm Lucutus of Borg. And, you know, builds up, the music's building up, and Jonathan Frakes, Mr. War, fire! Da, 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 da. You know, music to be continued, and the world screamed. I mean, all of us were like, oh my God! And all summer long, we're freaking out how this is going to get resolved. And I, people are writing well, stuff. I, I see where I'm missing it because it doesn't I don't, happen anymore. Well, I don't watch TV in the sense of every episode, every week I want to tune in. I'm kind of like, 
let's find what a good series that's been recommended at streaming right now because I don't have time. I don't feel like I don't have time. Streaming is the new thing and binging is the new thing. But I'm telling you, uh, if you want to, if you want to reclaim uh, network TV, have good writing, obviously good acting, but but also don't be afraid to go old school with the, the cliffhangers. And some are trying it, hoping that it'll save them. And like Lucifer, for instance, yes. Ended on a cliffhanger. He finally reveals himself as the devil to the the detective. It got canceled, but now they're going to do uh, a, a limited. Netflix is picking up for a limited. We're going to resolve everything. Timeless ended on a huge cliffhanger. A major character dies. They're they're mourning his death. All of a sudden, the time machine comes back, and it's future versions of themselves going. Come on, we got to save this guy. You know, big cliffhanger. They're gonna. There's gonna be a two hour movie. There, there's enough outcry. From people to say, listen, if you're gonna cliffhanger, let us. We are invested in these characters, and that's what happened for the longest time. People weren't invested in the characters; they watched it, and if a show got canceled, we didn't care that much. People are starting to care I more. Heard of Timeless? Never heard. Of it, it. it was on NBC. It ran one season, got canceled. And the fans were like, "No, this is a really good show. Give it another chance." Big old petition. Yeah. So NBC said, "Okay, we're gonna bring it back for a ten episode second season." People were watching. NBC it ended on a cliffhanger. NBC canceled it again. People were like, "Come on." So they said, okay, not another season, but we'll, we'll give you a wrap-up movie, TV movie. So everything will be answered. I, I would hate to be the writers. No, I, I'd love that. Are you kidding me? Well, a bit more Getting of like, together? do you have a job or not? Yeah, yeah, yeah kind of. We'll see. We'll see. Well, I mean, we really want to do these concepts for these characters. Well, we'll give you a two-hour movie. Oh, man. <laughs> well, that's why people were like, were upset in Serenity. The movie because they they killed off one of the major characters for like for really not a good reason like it wasn't like well, two of them yeah you see I saw the movie before I saw the series yeah. so that's why I was and like, then I got ups- I got retroactively upset it's like wait why did you kill I, when I saw the movie it was sad but I didn't, didn't I wasn't invested well, it wasn't really, it wasn't a smart move by the writing it just happened well they're like screw you man you cancel us Fox you don't even show us in the proper order on TV you're dead you're dead to us you're listening to Mornings Lone Star IRLoneStar.com we gotta take a break folks but if you wanna interact with us we're on Facebook Live so feel free to do that more news coming yeah we'll be back you don't love me hey this is Chris from the Ticket Stub you're listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZW LP Conroe and 106.1 KZCC LP Conroe and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com Business office cleaning is available in the Montgomery County area from Clean Sweep Office Cleaning with scheduled cleaning surfaces such as floor care, window care, trash collection, restroom disinfection and stair and elevator cleaning Clean Sweep can service a business one time or on a regular schedule with daily, weekly and monthly options Clean Sweep Office Cleaning can be found online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or by calling 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. Conroe Coffee serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner, along with other treats and coffee. For more information regarding store hours and delivery in downtown Conroe, Conroe Coffee is on Facebook or by telephone at 936-266-7632. We would like to thank Conroe Coffee for being a supporter of Lone Star Community Radio and our morning sponsor with Mornings with Lone Star. What is homelessness? Have you seen parents 
struggle to find a job without having transportation or childcare? What about the children sleeping in cars with nothing to eat? Families shouldn't have to struggle to survive, and children should not be homeless. Family Promise of Montgomery County serves the needs of homeless families and their children. Learn about ways you can help and learn about partnership opportunities at www.familypromiseofmc.org or call our day center at 936-441-8778. Lone Star Community Radio is looking for those who are interested in hosting their own talk show with monthly and weekly slots available on Conroe's FM 104.5 and 106.1 and on IRLoneStar.com. Start your own podcast, create your first YouTube channel, and be on TV. Contact Lone Star Community Radio online at IRLoneStar.com or call the station message line at 936-647-3776. Lone Star Community Radio is ready for the summer. If you or anyone you know is looking for a summer internship, Lone Star Community Radio is a great place to learn the radio and TV business. Contact the station at info at IRLoneStar.com or call the station's message line at 936-647-3776. Lone Star Community Radio offers a great opportunity to those interested in learning about the radio world. Listen in Mondays at noon to hear Conroe news from local nonprofits, businesses, upcoming events, Conroe Park events, news stories, and information that matters to you with your host, Margie Taylor of Taylorized PR. For more information about being a guest, visit IRLoneStar.com slash Conroe Culture. Hispanic Chamber Connections with Dr. Carlos Sanchez, president of the Woodlands Conroe Hispanic Chamber of Commerce, featuring event announcements, member highlights, and more. Tuesdays at 1 p.m., broadcasting from the heart of Conroe, Texas, on IRLoneStar.com and Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1. Hey guys, this is Connor. This is Dick. This is Chris. And we're with the Ticket Stub Podcast every Thursday live at noon on 104.5 and 106.1 FM in the Conroe area. Also, anytime at IRLoneStar.com. You go to IRLoneStar.com backslash TTS. You can find all of our social media. And don't forget, we give away two tickets to the Grand Theater on every show. If you like movies and you like complaining or celebrating anything that has to do with the silver screen, Check out the Ticket Stub podcast and join us every Thursday at noon o'clock on Lone Star Community Radio. Our talk shows and music shows are looking for sponsors. Want to expand your brand awareness? Reach the hyper-local audience in Montgomery County? Lone Star Community Radio sponsorships accomplish this. Want to see our stats and rates? Check out ourlonestar.com slash sponsor for more information. Or call in and leave us a message at 936-647-3776 with your questions get seen on tv youtube and heard on our podcast fm and internet radio support your local radio station with lone star community radio people talk around this town and when the final truth comes down we are back lone star community radio morning's lone star hanging out in the lscr studios it's the weekend, man. We got two shows coming this uh, downtown Conroe area. Uh, we got what are the two shows? Seven Brides for Seven Brothers at the Owen Theater. Awesome, big. When are musical. they gonna PC that one? 
<laughs> well, they're. You I know, mean, that title just reaches out. <laughs> seven brothers for seven brothers, or what would they do? Seven like, spouses for seven yeah. siblings. See, they could probably have that because it's hard. It's not only do you need the seven brothers, but they also well, have to be I, of a certain age group, you know, ethnic we were, group, and be well, able. to We dance. were talking about Jack Ryan and you know changing some of the key characters, especially like stuff like that. And I was thinking. And I also read some people basically arguing that what literature is literature, keep it as what it is. So if they write it into the literature, the piece of work, keep it like, for example, it's like uh, going in Huckleberry Finn and making his travel partner not black. Mm-hmm. Can't do it. He's written to be black. Which, and we talked about this. That's the, my only problem with when they float but Idris Elba being the new But James, could you make James Huckleberry Paul? somebody else, like a girl? Would that really matter? I don't think. That, I mean, like I'm saying, like, well, here, where's the, the line draw for you? The copyright has been released, I think. So you could, you could adapt it. You've seen Scrooge, you know, you know, That's true. Ebenezer Scrooge as you know Susan Lucci played, or as Ebby Scrooge. I played Scrooge as the Big Bad Wolf. You, you, you know, there are some characters you could do that. You could do an adaptation of, uh, you know, Tammy Sawyer. And and well, it's just it, what's well, interesting to me because I feel like if you're if you're creative enough, you could almost do you could pretty much do anything. I think there's a way to change Huckleberry Finn to achieve like the overall theme of it while changing real critical stuff. But here's the thing: then it's not Huckleberry Finn. Yeah, well, I mean, it's like having uh, an adaptation of To Kill a Mockingbird, but we take out the the fact that the, the black guy is horribly railroaded in a trial. That's the reason behind it. You know, you can't have a white guy playing. You can't whitewash anything. That's the whole point of that. Tom, you know, Sawyer and Huck Finn, the whole point is Jim being a slave on the run, a black slave on the run in the South. And they use that language. And, you know, you can't not have that. You can't change it. Now, you could possibly make, you know, Tom Sawyer, Tammy Sawyer kind of thing as an adaptation. And especially in community theater, it depends on who shows up. You know, I saw a production of... uh, the Sound of Music, where there's supposed to be like six kids in a certain age group, and they were every ethnic group, every size, just, you know, because that was who they had show up to auditions. So with theater, you know, you get a little bit more leeway because they know well, like there's, seven, bri- seven I mean, brothers. You had to have seven guys. Outcry, but then it's like, do you think this is something that we just keep testing, and just it, like the, <clears throat> the the current situation mm-hmm. defines what is good and what is bad. There are those who want to change it just for the sake of changing or to prove a point. And again, we'll, we'll do the James Bond thing. James Bond is an alcoholic, smoking, like cig- cigarette smoking, misogynistic, bigoted, white guy. And that's how he was written. He was not written to be a woman or a black guy or sensitive because that is his character. That's his tortured soul. I'm getting a little deep when I say tortured soul. Idris Elba wants to play a James Bond-like character. Give him 008. I would be the first guy in line to watch it because I think he's a fantastic actor. But he can never, in my mind, be James Bond. Make him doctor. You know, put him on Doctor Who. Make him be the next doctor. We haven't had a black doctor yet. We've got a female doctor coming. Love it. But if a character's written to be a certain way by the author, then that needs that original vision needs to be respected. In my humble opinion. Well, yeah. Well, when I the way I see it, and that's all good and everything. Like I get there's a preservation of art and mm-hmm. things like that. But the way I see it is, if you're gonna make money from it, do the best you can at that current time. 
That's my philosophy. Well, a smart writer or producer. That's what I'm saying. Like, there's, there's a way. There's a way to lock it. Well, I think a smart guy will, depending on the situation. Like, if you're if you're looking to make some money, that's the way to do it. It's kind of like uh, doing Oprah and like, changing some of the things in, in Wrinkle in Time. Changing some of the things just to like because that, that creates people talking about it. Like, oh, they're bringing a new vision, a new idea to it. And hopefully we'll put more butts in the seats because we we in the past for Wrinkle in Time we failed on putting it put on TV. But and see the multiracial. We'll take Wrinkle in Time. That worked because Longle Madeline Longle who wrote it kept it wide open. First off, the well, so universe they, created. There was a creative writer in that process, and they added something to add a little more layer to right, it. Right, but it didn't directly negate what she put in. Longle did not say Mrs. Watson had to be white. And so Mindy Kaling played it and did a great job. You have an Indian gal playing yeah. it. There's nothing. I, Oprah Winfrey did a decent job as Mrs. Witch, but I was just laughing at the the the, the visual of a forty foot tall Oprah Winfrey. Basically, the body finally matched the ego, and uh, the fact that you had a mixed race family and that the young kid was actually adopted and he's Asian. You have a you know black wife, white mother, mixed race daughter, and then her adopted brother. And these were things that weren't originally intended by Longle, but the spirit of it, it actually fit her world that everyone is. We are all forces of good trying to fight it, the bad guy. Yeah. And I loved it. So, you know, whether there's preservation of art or taking the original artist's vision and not jacking with it just because you want to put your personal political spin on it. I think if it makes money, man, who cares? Yeah. I'll arm wrestle you for that one. I mean. But see, again, if you want to be a commercial artist, like I wrote a play where I had three characters that I honest to God did not care if they were male or female characters. So I gave them androgynous names, Lynn, Charlie, and Terry, and even said this can be played any race, any gender. Doesn't matter. Well, are you? But this you one has to that, have black hair. Are you saying in today's creative world, it's almost like you have those in the contract? Like, if you're going to make this into a play, mm-hmm. you got to have black hair. If you do, well, you can always have a wig on for a play. Yeah. But for me, the main character in my, my novel, for my personal take on it, had to have black hair. And I, and I put it in, you know, the novel, referred to the hair all, all the time. To me, her black hair was as much as hobbits being short. And so you don't cast a tall person. You don't cast a tall black person to be Frodo Baggins. You just don't do it. Idris Elba could never play for where, where do you think there somebody did that and it was that obvious of a mistake? A mistake or yeah. a uh, a choice? Well, to give you like to give you an idea, like I remember when Beauty and the Beast, the new the newest one came out, there no one really cared about the remake. They cared about the changes they made to the re, uh, to the remake. Mm-hmm. And it, w- it didn't like stand on its own. It's basically like, oh, we made get we made that guy gay, and then when you see the movie, it didn't matter. Yeah, and it was kind of implied in the cartoon. Like, you know, you have Lafayette going, was, oh, like, to me, to me, it was advertised like this. This is a big deal. I'm like, not it, really. It got butts in the seats. That's what I'm saying. Like, you take advantage. That's how you make money from it. Well, you also you always want to look. That for movie a was stick. awful, by the way. I'm not not because of that, but I went to the sing along version with my daughter. That's awful. But all the guys in the theater, we'd sing the Gaston song together. So there was a memory that awful. was formed there. But many years ago, I was. Uh, I still don't understand the plot. Like, why is that even a good thing? <laughs> many years ago, I was uh, 
consigned to write a uh, commissioned to write a version of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. This is years before the Johnny Depp version. Yeah, they they were shopping around spec scripts, and so the one that I wrote, I made Charlie a little black girl. Yeah, and even though Charlie's written as a white boy, that didn't jack with the vision that this is a poor, underprivileged child who had a strong sense of family. Mm. And then again, I also my gag was for the Oompa Loompas was to take like real modern day basketball players, but shrink them down. Like Space Jam? Yeah, you know, like the Michael Jordans of yeah. the world. But basically, see, not well, it was before the days of CGI, but, you know, use photography to make them sh- tiny versions of themselves and, you know, like throwing the candy like basketballs. And that would have been, because that, that was a commercial gag. You're like, hey, let's get 10 basketball yeah. players. So, you know, you always want to be cognizant of your audience. And there's some things that you can play with, but you can't cast Sha- Shaquille O'Neal as Gandalf. Hey, good. Okay, you can't cast cast Ian McKellen as uh, Malcolm X. You can, not if you want to. Have be you taken seen CGI serious. blackface? That's a real deal. <laughs> okay, that went dark fast, unintended. That's uh, that'd be that'd be ridiculous. But also, I think it's one of those scenarios like the the Scarlett Johansson deal, where she's gonna play a trans woman. It was like play shut it. down immediately. Yeah, and that that's just. To me, this PC gone amok because I'm telling you, gay and trans people have been playing straight roles for a long time. Well, it I think, again, I think it's money. Like, you gotta. It's caving into a knee jerk reaction. Well, I bet you anything, her publicist public. was like, hey, here's the deal. You're not being paid that much money in this movie. I know this is an art project, but is it really worth all the, mm-hmm. the flack you're getting? Because I guarantee you, if that movie was like a Hunger Games movie where she was gonna get $30 million per movie, she would have fought for the role. Oh, yeah. Um, and when we come back, we talk about the problems on Magnum. They're rebooting Magnum. And Magnum PI. Yeah, Magnum PI. All right, good. Hey, we'll be right back at Listen Morning's Lone Star. Brought to you by Jay Stilberg for County Judge. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning and Conroe Coffee. Thanks for your support in this station. More information about our sponsors can be found on IRLoneStar.com slash MWLS. We'll be right back. Business office cleaning is available in the Montgomery County area from Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. With scheduled cleaning surfaces such as floor care, window care, trash collection, restroom disinfection, and stair and elevator cleaning, Clean Sweep can service a business one time or on a regular schedule with daily, weekly, and monthly options. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning can be found online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or by calling 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. Conroe Coffee serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner, along with other treats and coffee. For more information regarding store hours and delivery in downtown Conroe, Conroe Coffee is on Facebook or by telephone at 936-266-7632. We would like to thank Conroe Coffee for being a supporter of Lone Star Community Radio and our morning sponsor with Mornings with Lone Star. Did you know that there are over 153 million orphans in the world today? The sad reality is 99% of those kids will likely never be adopted. 
Core Love is an organization right here in Conroe that takes care of orphan children in Haiti, Honduras, and India. We bring the love of Jesus by providing their six basic needs of clean water, proper food, health care, education, job skills, and a loving home. Visit corelove.org. That's C-O-R-E-L-U-V dot org. Will you help defend the orphan? Don't forget to download the Lone Star Community Radio app for your Google Play or Apple Store. Bring Montgomery County's community radio with you anywhere with your smartphone or tablet. If you are in the Conroe area, tune in on FM. That is Conroe's FM 104.5-106.1. Hey guys, this is Connor. This is Dick. This is Chris. And we're with the Ticket Stub Podcast every Thursday live at noon on 104.5 and 106.1 FM in the Conroe area. Also, anytime at IRLoneStar.com. You go to IRLoneStar.com backslash TTS. You can find all of our social media. And don't forget, we give away two tickets to the Grand Theater on every show. If you like movies and you like complaining or celebrating anything that has to do with the silver screen, Check out the Ticket Stub podcast and join us every Thursday at noon o'clock on Lone Star Community Radio. Welcome back. Morning's Lone Star. Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1. Hanging out in the studio, Facebook Live, folks. Check us out. Check us out. Check us out. So, all right. It is 1023. We're almost through the show. We're here till 11. Um, yeah. I want to do a quick special shout out. Uh, uh, a couple of names here. Uh, an adoption happened today of a baby, and I want to give. Uh, they, I'm sure they're not listening, but you never know. Rebecca and Brian, congrats on the officialness of the adoption of Little B. Oh, I didn't know we could do those announcements. My uh, brother's having his kid right now. Really? Yeah, I was trying to get Is him. It painful to, on him? I was trying to send him the link. Mm-hmm. To where you can FaceTime on live on our on our Facebook live, and I was like, "Dude, just do it, just do it," and then like so we could see. So look, here's the crowning. Yeah. So <laughs> my we could, God, what you, is that? You don't want to do a play by play? I ever tell you a story about in uh, in health ed class that happened? <laughs> no. So we're sitting there. I think it was it was probably like tenth grade or ninth grade, and uh, the teacher was like, "Oh, hey, today we're gonna be watching, um, you know, a birthing video, basically." And so she goes, let me get the VHS VHS tape, <laughs> right? And so she puts it in. The I'll never forget this. She puts it in, and then she goes, like, I guess in her mind she forgot to do something, so she hit play, and then right when she hit play, she hit pause and walked off. Well, whoever was last time watching it, it was right there at the crown, and it, I was like, everyone was kind of like, what is that? Huh. I wonder what that is. And we're all, there's like 30 of us, like, oh, what do you think that is? And like, oh, oh my gosh, is that is that a head? Because it was like you know the fuzzy, and it was like, and you're like, wait a second, that's a baby coming out. Oh my gosh! And everyone was freaking out. And she comes, the teacher comes back. She's like, oh my gosh! So she, because we were basically in the middle of the video. I was little little side thing. I wonder at what do point they still do sex ed in class. I think it's called health. Health. Oh. Yeah. All right. Uh, I'll tell you what they gave up, which I'm really bummed about, was home ec. Home economics, teaching you how to iron, cook, do, and for both boys and girls. Now, of course, back in the in the seventies, it was more you know gender specific, but still, I learned invaluable lessons in, in home ec. Yeah, and but no, you know, this, this is signing people to. No, I think kids need to be taught how to balance a checkbook, how to do a you know a statement, uh, how to iron, how to cook, well, how know, to do dishes. It was funny. I was listening to a guy uh, who's writing for governor. He's an independent. 
His name's Larry Sharp, I think. Well, tell me about Larry. So Larry Sharp's pretty. I mean, he talks like a libertarian party. Sorry. Mm-hmm. And he was he was basically commenting on our education system for our uh, fourteen to seventeen year olds, and his argument is at sixteen, he wanted I think he, I want to say this right he wanted to follow the more of the German model where you can leave. You Same know? thing in England. And uh, because his argument is like what happens with our school system today is seniors, juniors, and seniors, instead of increasing like college prep programs, they get like study hall off period Mm -hmm. and basically there's not enough curriculum for them to do anything and it's like there's like literally an hour or two a day wasted for these older kids because like if you're not if you're not challenging yourself in a sense of doing the ap classes doing dual credit classes going to lone star community you know for your credits those kids who don't choose to do that they literally get off periods I think they should replace it with like and, a work study program or work uh, work school program. Well, see, those are electives, so like a lot of people aren't doing that. Like, if if someone came mm-hmm. to you as a kid, seventeen, and it's like, hey, do you want to take shop class or do you want to have an off period? What do you think they're going to choose? Right. Well, I think that choice should be given away. I think there should be fewer electives. My one issue with the leaving at sixteen thing, because that's how it is in England. Yeah. But that promotes a caste society. What that does is, uh, when you hit sixteen years old, you take your O levels. Your ordinary levels. Well, wouldn't you say that there's a cat society in the United States then if you're just going to say it creates one? Well, no, because this is designed to separate the academics from the worker bees. Oh, well, you're saying you have to take – I remember we talked about this. You have to take a test and they place you. Yeah, it's like, okay, you're qualified to be an auto mechanic well, or what, a secretary. Well, wouldn't or that you be the same with, like, the SAT? No, because the SAT doesn't – name me one job you've gotten based on your SAT scores. That's the job I'm doing right here? They wanted to see your SAT yeah. scores? Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I told myself, what's your SAT score? You're good. Because I've worn that. Right. There you go. There's a joke. No, um, but no, I, I think that, no, I'm not saying that based off the SAT scores. I mean, it's more of they allow you to go to a certain place for more education. Well, that's the thing. If you leave high, you can leave high. I, I believe if you leave high school at 16 to spend your last two years, either, either stay in the high school to get more academic learning or to go to trade school where, you know, junior yeah. senior years could be like, for instance, my daughter out of the blue last year wanted to get into cosmetology and hard. And this just came from, you know, this is like a career choice because her whole life she wanted to be an ornithologist. And so now what she's doing, it's, she does her full classes at high school. She's a junior, but then school gets out. She takes a bus to another school and spends the next three hours every day learning aspects of cosmetology you know hair and makeup and nails and all this stuff and what happens is it's a two-year program and the second she graduates they give her the certificate and she's fully certified to be a cosmetologist so i love that personally it threw me for a loop that you know i don't know it just came from out of nowhere her wanting to be in hair and makeup but she gave up all her other extracurricular activities pretty much for it because it's yeah. so intense. Well, I was saying that's the, the elective part. Like you go do that because you're going to do that with your time. Mm-hmm. And I'm proud of that because she's ready to go out. You know, when we told my, her mom and I both told her, you know, college, if you was still want university, it's on the table. She's like, yeah, maybe, but I want to do this. Well, it, what's even interesting, more interesting about Larry, what he was saying is the restructuring of education, public education. One of his arguments is he goes, if you budget them, take away their budget, it will force them to get rid of admins. That's his, like, philosophy behind it. He's a libertarian, though, so it's kind of like – it makes you think that 
if each individual school has a budget and they have to work on it, instead of just giving them money, throwing money at the problem, it's like maybe if they had independent restructuring to make the budget work. Does that make sense? Yeah. And that was his argument was he thinks local schools can kind of handle themselves, especially on hiring, firing, and he felt that the uh, federal government oversight of everything kind of confuses because each community is different and all that kind of stuff. So, but I mean, I don't even know how bad off our education. I mean, I have no idea. I think up here it's all right, right? I mean, Connor ISD rocks. And uh, just to, to clarify, uh, Brett called me out. Yeah, it's when I said she's fully certified, it's a license, and you'd have to be licensed to be a cosmetologist, but that she gets that upon graduation. Yeah. From the program, so she is fully yeah. Our very qualified. our very own neighbor over here, Ashlyn from Switch, she mm-hmm. got uh, her education from in Conroe High School. Cool, there you go. So, so, and she does my hair, so it tells you how good she is. Yeah, I, I got. I demand something. perfection. I'm, it's about time for my biannual haircut because the show that I'm in is set in the '60s, so I'm gonna have to shave my beard and cut my hair. And boy, I hate doing that. Even if it's just one or the other, it's bad enough. Yeah, but I'm gonna have to get my haircut sixty short and shave the beard because, like, literally, unless you were the the scientist, the German scientist in a bad sci-fi movie in the '60s, no one had a beard, no one had facial hair in the '60s. So I gotta, I gotta go clean shaven. Yeah, I don't think you've, have you seen me clean shaven? I imagine it's just like your face, but without a beard. Yeah, I look like a thumb. Oh. With the thumb with the face, I could do thumb wars. All right. But earlier I talked, we were talking about, you know, rejiggering uh, characters for the audiences. You know, Magnum P.I. is being rebooted. I don't know how I feel about that. I'm a fan of the Hawaii Five-0 reboot, but Magnum, it's just that's Tom Selleck, man, and he's still alive. At least Jack Lord's dead. So when they replaced McGarrett on the new Hawaii Five-0, you could you could understand it. But they chose this guy named Jay Hernandez, who's Latino. Which I, so I got to applaud CBS for their, you know, modern take and uh, uh, diversity. But again, it's set in Hawaii. Don't you think it would have been much? Because there are apparently no Polynesian or, or whatever the ethnic group is for like Native Hawaiians or Asian Pacific. No, Asia Pacificans are major characters in the show. And you got an Hispanic guy in Hawaii playing Magnum P.I. Now, you know, you can cast whoever you want and that's one where you can have a black guy for all you care but wouldn't have been good to have an actual hawaiian a, a polynesian uh asia pacific person play wasn't magnum? there a backdrop though to the character of magnum pi being in hawaii yeah well like you can create the first episode he's in new york or he's in new mexico well and he gets transferred magnum was or... in hawaii because he was naval intelligence at pearl harbor okay left the navy Decided to go I've never over. seen Magnum PI, so I'm... oh, okay. So he leaves. The, he was a former, you know, Vietnam vet, Navy intelligence. Leaves the Navy, decides to become a private eye. His first job is th- this guy hires him to say, "Okay, I, you need to test the security on my estate. Go rip off that. If you can rip off the Ferrari, you, you have full use of it whenever you want. You're hired." So he does, and he gets the. That's how he gets the red Ferrari by Robin Masters, who you never fully officially learn who the. Uh, who Robin is. Orson Welles played the voice of him, and there were always rumors that it was Higgins, um, but even that was kind of a pull away. But that's why Magnum was able to stay on the estate and drive a Ferrari, because he was the head of security for this estate, but also able to do private eye stuff. So it would be more natural to have an actual islander there instead of an Hispanic guy from L.A. or New York. I'll 
watch the first episode to see if I like it. I'm God, but to me, Magnum will always be Tom Selleck. It's not like a James Bond thing where you can just swap the, the main character out every few years. Speaking of which, you hear that both Ben Affleck and Henry Cavill are out as Batman and Superman. Although Cavill, uh, Cavill's agent is now saying, oh, no, Cavill's still in. So it kind of became a kerfuffle. Well, again, money. I guarantee that was, well, I guess Ben Affleck is just losing his mind. I haven't, something happened to that Batman movie he was making. And then it's not coming out now. So something happened. Well, there, the only good thing that's coming out of this extended DC universe thing is Wonder Woman. I'm not even looking for The Flash is my favorite superhero of all time. I am so not looking forward to the movie. Yeah. Well, well, that's I mean, not Barry Allen. It was me. just hard to create a universe on just, just him. I, I would say it's hard. it would be hard to do a movie with just his superpower. Especially since they've already... Because that superpower brings up way too many questions. It's like, so if he could do that, so can he not do that? Well, my or issue, how does that work? My issue with the DC universe is that we've already seen the Flash in action in Justice League. So now we're going to do a standalone. It's like the other, like all the Avengers movies, you had Iron Man and you had Spider-Man and you had Thor and you had, and then they start building towards the Avengers. So there's a logical sequence of events. Even if they, oh, guy, we got to add Black Panther and quickly to a Black Panther movie. Okay, now we can introduce him in, into the next Avengers film. <clears throat> DC's doing it backwards. They're doing like the group film. And then well, say, oh, okay, let's now let's do a, the origin story on. Well, Brett, Brett's on on Facebook saying they're rethink they're they're thinking maybe not so dark and whiny. Yes. Well, which which is interesting to me because they had an opportunity to have the pol polarizing issues with each character. Mm -hmm. Like Batman, to me, has always been dark. And as and, counterpoint, Superman in the Zack Snyder world, Superman. It's just Batman without the, the ears. Yeah. He's as angsty as ever. And that's not Superman. Never has been. I wouldn't even have Superman. Well, they tried that for the first half with him being dead. Yeah, but I would just, he's just, it's, it's too easy. It's not, it's not interesting to me. I'm just, I'm, that's what I think. I'm, uh, well, because he's that's like. That's the problem he, with Superman. When he can move entire planets out of orbit, that's like, That's okay. what I'm saying, like, all right. That's like the trump card of every scenario you've ever had in a mm -hmm. conflict. Well, I like what in the comics what they did with uh, Kid Flash after Barry Allen died. Kid Flash got cancer, Wally West, and then they found out, okay, if you keep running fast, ba basically they cut his speed in half because the Flash could run beyond the speed of light, and uh, uh, or at least up to. So with Wally West, it's like, well, let's lower your power level, make you easy, you know, make you more vulnerable. And you're not quite so impervious. And that's why, you know, Superman, frequently they'll have to lower his power levels because of something or another. Uh, because the man can literally, like, not do nothing. I think I got my double negative right there. He, he could do anything. Yeah, but then, again, it's just creative writing and how do you do that. And that's why I just wouldn't, I wouldn't have him in my movie. I would not have him at all. No Superman? No. Like, he can exist? In a Justice League movie? I mean, that's just because, especially in the Justice League movie that was out, it was too easy. Like they literally a whole half the movie is a struggle. Like, oh man, it's really cool, and then all of a sudden, oh, he's awake. He's just gonna stomp this guy to the face, and that's what he did. Yep. And I was like, all right, well, that's cool. I want like conflict. I want like kind of like Batman vs Superman. I like the conflict there. I wish they would have. I wish you know the Doomsday wasn't even involved. I wish they would have fought and Batman killed him. Yeah, I, for them to merge. 
the Dark Knight Returns with Death of Superman with I, I I would just love to see a live action version of the Dark Knight Returns with Michael Keaton playing Batman. He's old enough and he's buff enough. Yeah, I mean, I would be all I would be all over that in a heartbeat. But it's like the I haven't seen it for over a season. I got to catch up with it. But the Supergirl TV series originally on CBS, and they moved. Love it. The actress nails the insecurities of it. Uh, you know, they got the Martian Manhunter on it, John Johns or John Jones. Uh, they've even got their own Superman. So we got simultaneously so many different Supermans running around. Yeah, what I would have done, I would have introduced him, and then I would have had him go on a space quest, and then he just never comes back for the whole movie. There you go. And that's it. And then, then you can have your own Superman movie later. And uh, hey, uh, special shout out to Clinton. I got one word for you, Florence. There we go. You're listening to Lone Star Community Radio. We'll be right back. Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. Conroe Coffee serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner, along with other treats and coffee. For more information regarding store hours and delivery in downtown Conroe, Conroe Coffee is on Facebook or by telephone at 936-266-7632. We would like to thank Conroe Coffee for being a supporter of Lone Star Community Radio and our morning sponsor with Mornings with Lone Star. Business office cleaning is available in the Montgomery County area from Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. With scheduled cleaning surfaces such as floor care, window care, trash collection, restroom disinfection, and stair and elevator cleaning, Clean Sweep can service a business one time or on a regular schedule with daily, weekly, and monthly options. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning can be found online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or by calling 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. 
Don't forget to download the Lone Star Community Radio app from your Google Play or Apple Store. Bring Montgomery County's community radio with you anywhere with your smartphone or tablet. If you are in the Conroe area, tune in on FM. That's Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1. If you are on the computer, bookmark IRLoneStar.com as your internet radio station. A Lone Star Community Radio. Broadcasting 24-7 from the heart of downtown Conroe, Texas. Listen in Mondays at noon to hear Conroe news from local nonprofits, businesses, upcoming events, Conroe Park events, news stories, and information that matters to you with your host, Margie Taylor of Taylorized PR. For more information about being a guest, visit IRLoneStar.com slash Conroe Culture. A Lone Star Community Radio is Montgomery County's radio station with talk, music, weather, and traffic for Montgomery County. Have a question or comment about one of our shows? Want to know how to reach a host? Just contact the station at IRLoneStar.com or call in and leave a message at 936-647-3776. Get involved with your community with Lone Star Community Radio. We have the safest food supply in the world. Strict laws and regulations restrict the usage of hormones, antibiotics, and pesticides within our food supply. Production agriculture practices and technologies such as the use of GMOs, which is not any more or less risky than conventional crop production, has allowed American farmers to produce more food on less acres in environmentally sound ways. Find out more online at pathtoplate.tamu.edu. We are Texas A&M AgriLife Extension, helping Texans make lives better. Hello and welcome back to Morning's Lone Star. Dick and Skippy, 1044 on the dot. Okay, it's saying it's 57 degrees outside. I, I really don't believe that. Hold on, let's find out what the temperature is. I uh, know it's gotten cooled, but no, it is currently in Conroe, 77 degrees. It's going to go up only two more degrees. It looks like the rains are a coming. I don't miss the rains down in Africa. Raindrops do keep falling on my head. And yes, indeed, here comes the rain again. And I pulled that, like, right off the top of my hey, head. Hey, Clint, we talked about rain. Is that good enough for you? Yeah, Florence. That's going to be our battle cry. Uh, we did talk about it earlier. Um, this is some, when I say good news, I mean, it's kind of couched in bad news. But, I mean, this is this is awesome. So, in Bakersfield, California, some guy named Blaine Hodge was in a Starbucks getting coffee. It's, imagine, you know, leaving here. We're going to leave the studio. Yeah. I'm going, And this woman comes in screaming that some guy's trying to kill her. And so people like, okay, you know, having different responses. It's a crazy woman. Well, on her tail comes in this guy wielding a machete. Blaine Hodge, without hesitation, throws himself in front of this woman to protect her. Doesn't know her from Eve. Gets stabbed about 200 times protecting this woman. He survived. He may lose the use of his right hand, and he's got a long recovery in front of him. But just, wow. 
you know, every time I think, you know, we're going to heck in a handbasket and all this stuff, I mean, think about it. A total stranger just threw himself. And I'd like to think I'm a Blaine uh, Hodge. I'd like to think if some woman comes in, I'm going to be really heroic and throw myself in front of this woman. I'd like to think that. I Hopefully I never have occasion to find out the true extent of my cowardice or not. But that just... Hats off. Dick and Skippy give a big salute. Well, Skippy does. Dick, I'm going to presume you do too? Mm-mm. No, you don't like him? You put his nose in where it didn't belong? Mm-mm. Yeah, I, I, I go for that. Blaine, hats off to you, buddy, for, for that. Hope Wish you well in your struggles. And I'll tell you what, I'm wearing Kevlar now whenever I go to Starbucks. Well, I think it's... Uh, I, I kind of want to know the full story to that. Because how does somebody try to intercept somebody and then gets end up getting stabbed two hundred times? Well, when they say the, the news report said stabbed, I'm thinking slash. You know, two hundred cut marks ended up on his. Well, body. I count as a stab as a motion with the shoulder going back and going forward. Traditionally, that's what it is. But so, I'm, I'm actually quoting. I the mean, source. how long does two hundred stabs take? I would say a minute. Well, yeah, someone's like, flailing around a machete. I mean, it's got to be a minute. Well, if you. you know, if you're, that's you know, guy, but I mean, can you imagine for a full minute watching somebody get well? Mobbed? That's what I'm saying. This guy's getting it. Everyone else is is holding back, and and I'm not judging because I could easily be one yeah, of those people like, holding back. Brett brings it up. He's like, "What the heck's wrong with the rest of the guy?" Exactly. Like, because at one point the guy's on the ground, right? And so you get. I mean, like I, that's what I'm saying. I don't really get. I wonder the full story because mm-hmm. two hundred times, two hundred wounds on his body. Which now, someone with a machete, I mean, think about it. You're, you're throwing it back and forth, and you're putting up your hands, and... and That's weird. It's weird, And but, how is there not an iPhone video of this? Oh, I would shoot the person who... That's a joke. ...was hiding behind a table, no, iPhoning I mean, it. that's surreal to me. I don't know how... Because that's enough time to go, hey, maybe someone should help him. Because what ended up happening? Would the guys get tired and leave? No, no, no. He, he was finally overcome, by, uh, presuming by other... People what this there. tells me is it wasn't a Waffle House, because if you go to a Waffle House with that kind of ad, so you're gonna get shot. Yeah, I was about to say. Well, there's another story. I can't. I can't put it in context. But there was a gunfight going on with cops holding out a bad guy, and no, someone you, you walked hear, in. You didn't hear about the Waffle House? Is that was that someone where someone with a BB gun and someone pulled out a gun and shot the guy because <laughs> he's trying to rob a Waffle House? Oh man. Well, there was a guy who had a concealed carry and helped the police out. They were in a gunfight and to pin down this guy had a concealed carry and. Assisted That's them. That's crazy. And yeah, cray cray. Um, I got bad news though to counterpoint the the good news of, of okay. Blaine Hodge. Remember um, my Lumi Dolls sex spot brothel in Turin, Italy, that I was talking about. After only nine days of servicing its customers, it was forced to shut down. Now apparently there are some permits involved. Uh, there's typical Itali- there's the particular Italian law where they have to determine. Who provides the condoms and who cleans up the dolls after the fact? Once these are answered, then Lumi dolls can open back up again. So all hope is not lost. I told for, you that one of ads can be in trouble filling it. I know. Would you, you Craigslist this or what? But, you know, I'm glad that the tickets I bought to Turin were, uh, you know, you could change the flight days because, you know, I don't want to waste a trip. Fly out there. What am I going to do? Lie under the Tuscan sun and drink wine? No, I want to go to the sex spot brothel. Yeah. And apply for the job as doll cleaner outer. That <laughs> just gives me the heebie-jeebies. Gross. Why are you talking about this? And after 70 years, VW Beatles are going to stop making them. Do you think they're going to like stop, stop making them? Because they did for a while, and then they came back with it. You know, with the the, the female design, and they got the male design. 
the bug and the beetle. Really? Yeah. You're talking about the car, right? Yeah. There's a male design? Yeah, the new one. It's So for the longest time, we had the bug, you know, and it, it looked, as, no offense, it looked kind of girly. Yeah, but, uh, you know, it had the, the flower pot in the dashboard and stuff. I thought that was just, oh, really? That's a flower pot? Yeah. A little, they would actually, when you got a VW, there would be a flower in a vase there for you when you picked it up. It, it I would say that the, 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 the bugs, when they came out, they had kind of feminine lines to it. Okay. Now, what they did is a few years ago, they came out with the Beetle, which is like, and that's the, the narrower one. It's, it's lower down. Looks like the old, it's more masculine lines to okay. it. Well, now they're going to stop altogether on the Bug slash Beetle production. Yeah. But do you think it's like Gone Gone, or is it going to be like IHOP? No, that's a cultural thing. Like, what they'll do is they'll rebrand it in 15 years, and they'll be like, oh, it's electric. Well, you know, you had the, the van the and the diesel van. And they did bring out an electric version of the old van. Yeah, so, I just I mean, don't. I don't. They're making a big deal about shutting down production of the of the Beetle. You know, not VW. In, in I'm surprised general. VW is still around, just well, because of how much they you know got in trouble. Because they're Hitler cars. Uh, well, no, that was the other other the other trouble. Yeah, the, the other scandalous. Yeah, right. The oh, this is how much MPG we get. Yeah, and um, this is not really a a uh, political headline, but. Bob Woodward is, you know, he's bringing out the book where he's saying he has all these interviews from people. Yeah. Well, now people are like, okay, you're you're full of poo-poo on this one. You know how more movie? I have evidence. We'll find show us the evidence. Well, no, I'm not going to. Well, he got kind of caught between a rock and a hard place because he's going, I've got tapes on everything. I can release the tapes. And then in the same sentence, like, oh, but I can't because I promised anonymity to the people who went on, who I taped. So... He's right back at square one where he's saying, I have tapes on I'm everything. Getting, I'm getting kind of tired of that behavior. I'm like, man, if you're just going to talk about it. Yeah, stop being coy. So if you who's, sign an who's NDA. Who's buying these books these guys write? Well, here's the thing. The Woodward book is, is a lot of people are buying it a lot. If you're listening I, right now and you record. bought this book, let me know. I want to know, like, what's the reality of people buying these books? Because it just, it's just entertainment or what? Yeah. Or do you want to be able to tell people, oh, hey. Hey, I'm happy people are buying books in general. I don't care what you buy. Just buy a book, even if it's a book that I, you know, not a fan of its existence at all. Like, I could not care less about Bob Woodward's book or Michelle Obama's upcoming book or uh, What's Her Face's book that just came out, uh, Omarosa's book, or Cohen's lawyer or Stormy Daniels' lawyer. Weren't you telling me that Stormy, uh, Stormy Daniels' lawyer got into it with a with a pundit? Yeah. It was really weird. He's asking the pundit if you watched porn. It was really weird. Like it was. It was. I was like, man, that's kind of it's like uh, Tucker Carlson's interviewing yeah, uh, uh, Michael. Uh, kind of weird. I don't know. I want to ask you that question right now. See if you answer it. Do I uh, watch porn. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Next kidding. question. <laughs> well, I was like, man, that's such a random thing. To I'm a dude. Like, I'm a dude, dude. I prefer and I have erotica. A, and I have a smartphone, dude. All right, we got to be uh, locking up shop today, Aww, folks. You're listening to Lone Star Community Radio. Thanks for tuning in. We'll be back next week. Check out our calendar on Facebook. We're going to be posting that over the weekend but when we're going to be in and what guests we got. Florence. Um, if you missed this week's guest with Jay Stilberg from yesterday, check out our Facebook. We'll be releasing the YouTube and everything shortly today. Thanks for tuning in, folks. Thank you for being a fan on Facebook Live. Don't forget, we do broadcast it live on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1. And also, Conroe's FM. That's why I said that. Dang it. Uh, today's show is brought to you by Conroe Coffee, Jay Stilberg for County Judge, and Clean Sweep Office Cleaning.
We'll be back next week.